All right, I'm excited to be with you, excited to uh, kick off this new series. We're going to get into it here in just a moment. Um, before we do that, today is a young lady's birthday in our church, and, and, I, and I know we don't celebrate everyone's birthday, but uh, I, I just really want to make special emphasis of this young lady's birthday. Um, today, officially, she's 80 years old, and... Um, and, and, and that's a big deal, and so uh, I just wanted to take a moment, I, I thought I, I planned to have the whole band behind me, but just pretend they're here, but I just together maybe we could um, sing happy birthday to her, okay, so can we do that? This is Sister Maria, can you, can you stand, can you just, uh, yeah, this, this is, this is so. and so uh, we, we love you very much, and uh, you know, my family and I, we've been so blessed to serve with you over the last eight years being the pastors here, and you've been such a pillar and just a blessing to our whole church, and you've been here longer than we've been here, obviously, but, um, but God is so good in your life, and I, let's, church, can we sing her happy birthday? Here we go, on the count of three, one, two, and three, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sister Maria. Happy birthday to you. All right. Feliz cumpleaños. Ochenta. Ochenta. Come on. Oh, man, God is good. Amen. Well, uh, welcome, church. Uh, my name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic, and today we kick off a brand new message series. Uh, my t-shirt has the image of the series, which is titled People of the Spirit, and I'm excited. Our central passage can be found in Acts chapter 2, and it's the moment of Pentecost, and we'll get that. So we'll actually finish the message series on the day of Pentecost on the first Sunday in June. And so um, I'm excited to get into this and see what God is going to do amongst all of us. And, and, and I truly believe that this series is important for our growth and our strength as a church and so when I say people of the Spirit, I mean Holy Spirit. And uh, let's take a moment to pray, and we're going to get in. We're going to get in it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. God, this day that you created for us, Lord, to gather. And God, no matter where my brothers and sisters are coming from, God, or what's taking place, Lord, you've made it possible for us to be in your house, enjoying worship, and hearing your word. I pray, God, that today you would bring these words alive. God, they would speak and begin to make sense. God, if there's been confusion in the past, God, it would just begin to become clear. Lord, I pray, God, that we would grow and be strengthened, God. We would be nourished. We would be fed. And I, and I thank you, God, because this morning you are wanting to take us to a new place. And we trust you to do it. Bless your word and bless your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. We have a strong and long foundation of people filled with the Holy Spirit. And honestly, this is what separates us from other churches, movements, or denominations. They can believe mostly what we believe, but this is something very specific. See, we believe 
the Holy Spirit of the Bible. We believe everything that happened in the early church and the way that the Spirit of God moved can move today. This is what makes us distinct. You see, last summer during my sabbatical, and my wife and I, my family and I, we took six weeks away. We were sabbatical and just kind of, and, and, and we took that time. And during that time, um, we visited a, a couple of different churches, and, and we always do that. When we're on vacation, we always tell our kids that no matter where we're at, we could be anywhere, we're going to church. We fellowship with the body of Christ, and so we always do that. And so we visited this particular church, and, um, you know, we got there, and, you know, the church seems like they had a lot going on, and that was wonderful. But, you know, when, if, if some of you, if you know when you're sensitive to where the Spirit of God is, and you can tell, like God's there, and you know, and you, you, you can tell, right? And so, you know, I got there, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, well, s- something's missing, but, you know, there's a gathering of people, and, and, and so I get there, and, 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 you know, worship's going on, I'm like, okay, you know, and, and then the, the pastor, the minister gets up to speak, and, and it seems to be, you know, breaking down the scripture pretty well, you know, and, 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 and you know, I, so I'm like, okay, this is good. And then in the middle of that, he begins to talk about the Holy Spirit. And as he begins to talk about the Holy Spirit, I could not believe what I was hearing. He gave this dry and incomplete description of the Holy Spirit according to the Bible. I could not believe it. And we see some of these things because maybe a school of thought or something happened and they don't quite understand it and therefore they'll ignore it or make excuses for some of these things. You see, people from different Christian backgrounds, for the most part, believe everything we believe, but maybe because they don't understand a particular area. They don't want to explain it or they, do, they, don't, they, they want to ignore it or they give something dry. Listen. You have probably heard of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I didn't mean to do a cross for you, but you've probably heard of those, right? <laughs> but the, the Father, right, our Heavenly Father who created you, loves you, and knows you. And the Son who was sent by the Father to pay the penalty for your sins. That way you can be forgiven. You understand the gospel message. But then the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is that? You see, in the course of our message series, this is going to be our focus. Diving into the scriptures to see what the Bible says about who the Holy Spirit is, how he works in our lives, what he does in our lives, what we have access to. And this is only if we'll make room for him. So you ready? Ready to get into this? So this morning, our main passage is going to be found in John chapter 14. And so you can turn there with your Bibles. You can follow along in the message notes on on, on the church app or read here on the screens. But it's going to be in John chapter 14. And we're going to look at verses 15 through 27. And so it's about um, 12, 13 verses there or so. And we're going to take it just verse by verse, take it in. And then then we're going to continue on here. So it says this in verse 15. It says, If you love me, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. If you love me, keep my commands. Verse 16. And I, Jesus, will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Who is he talking about the advocate? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, I will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of true. Again, describing the Holy Spirit there. It continues. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you. 
But then it speaks to this in future tense, and it says, and well be in you. See, he's, he's, he's around you. People experience him where two or three are gathered in my name, and they experience him. But then he says, well be in you. This is, there's, there's a difference here. Verse 18, he says this, I will not leave you as orphans. We've got too many Christians running around like orphans. He says this, I will come to you, verse 19, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. What is he talking about? What, 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 what is he saying here? Before long, you won't see me. Right, because this is way before he gets on the cross, but he says, I'm going to get on the cross. I, I, I'm going to be crucified. Three days later, I'm going to rise from the grave. I'm going I'm to be around a little bit, then he's eventually going to ascend into heaven and be at the right hand of the Father. He says, you won't see me anymore. The world, the world won't see me anymore, but you'll see me. How? The Holy Spirit. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Verse 20, 20 21. Whoever has my commands, right, what God asks of us, whoever has my commands and keeps them, is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Whew. And will show myself to them. They're, they just cannot see. They cannot see him. They don't know him. They can't find him. They don't know, but he says, and will show myself to them. Okay, we're going to get into that. Verse 22. Then Judas, and this is not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replies in verse 23, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Woo. Verse 24, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Three verses left. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, right, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Whoa. What we are taking a look at is some meats. And there's all kinds of areas here. I mean, we could study and dive into this in all kinds of ways. But what Jesus is speaking to his disciples and what he's telling each and every one of us is that there's more. That there's a Holy Spirit who's an advocate and your helper. And that he's available to every believer. And I get at the same time, this can be challenging for some people. And again, maybe because of a school of thought, you know, something was just kind of taught a certain way because of something. Or, or just the idea that maybe there's more and maybe that you're missing something. And, and, and that could be a little bit challenging. But I want us all to understand and grow in this area. 
First, the Father created you and loves you. The Son paid the penalty for your sins with His life. And then the Holy Spirit was sent to earth with specific reason, with specific purpose. And everyone who makes room for Him has a whole level up, a leg up on everybody else trying to walk this thing out. You mean you can be a Christian and miss out on the Holy Spirit in this way? Yes. Remember that I told you the church was gathered. They were gathered in Jesus' name, but something was definitely missing. Because there's a difference with having the Holy Spirit around and having the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So why isn't everyone making room for the Holy Spirit? Why isn't everyone? Well, simply because of this. Making room for the Holy Spirit means cleaning my house and choosing obedience. Making room for the Holy Spirit means cleaning my house and choosing obedience. This is it right here. See, it's not just about having the desire to have the Holy Spirit. Like, you could have the desire. Like, I want the Holy Spirit in my life. I, I want the Holy Spirit. That's a good desire. You should have the desire. But that's, that's not just it. I mean, you should want it. If there's something available, you should be, God, God, if there's, there's, God, there's more. God, if there's more than I want more. If you've got something else, I, I want that. We should all have those desires. But when your house isn't in order, listen, every time... We are getting ready to have guests over at my house. My, my wife wants, my, my family and I, we, she wants the house to be extra, extra clean. Okay? And, 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 and our house can be pretty decent. It could be pretty decent, but she doesn't want pretty decent. She wants clean. And you know what? Sometimes, even though that can cry, require some extra work of us when I'm trying to just like, oh, I don't want to just, just, just a little bit. You know what? I love that about her. I love that about her because she wants it like clean, like extra clean. And she's like, Jonah, listen, jo Jonah, you go handle this. Bella, you got this. And she's like, Ariella, you're two and a half, but you can help. Go ahead. You, you start cleaning something. And she's like, Hamoud, you got this. And then she's like, and I'll handle these areas. And we get to work and we start cleaning the house, getting it all set up, ready for, ready for company to come, right? Ready to come. See, the Holy Spirit wants to come inside of our house by design god set it up that way right he's going to ascend into heaven and he says but i'm not going to leave you as orphans i i want I, I want there needs to be a space though for him to fit he's not going to force his way he's not going to try to kick down the door in your life if you want just what you got, and technically I'm a Christian, and I stepped over the line, and I did what I did, if that's what you want, he's not going to force his way in your life. See, the Holy Spirit wants to come in our house by design. Jesus says in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You know, some have confused this verse to mean the second coming of Jesus. But when you read the context and you study here the original language, this is not talking about the second coming of Jesus. This is talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit had already been present, but he's talking about this indwelling. This is by God's design. This is the way that it was meant to be. The problem is, the problem is we got too many things that there's no space. There's, there, there's something missing. 
the reason why we're missing the Holy Spirit is because we don't make room in our house. We, 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 there's just, you just look at the house. The house is all filled up with this and that and that and that. I mean, we're, we're all filled up with all these, these different things. Our house is full of, of lies. But nobody knows we lie because we're good at lying. Or them white lies. And it just kind of started off with a little white lie, but then we just made these habits. Now we tell white lies all the time. Like, ah, oh, it's nothing. It's not no big deal because, you know, it, it ain't hurting nobody. It started off with this little thing, and then it kind of just grew. Or pride. Pride so bad that it's gushing out of your ears, out of your eyes, your mouth. It comes out of just every part of your life. Or other secret things that nobody else sees. Things we aren't ready to let go of or areas that we're not ready to be obedient in. And we tell ourselves one day, one day, or no, nah, like I could walk with God, but I ain't letting that go. Like I just can't. And our house is full of these areas. And we say we submit to Christ and we ask for forgiveness, but we struggle with all of these areas. And I'm not talking about salvation. See, because listen, we can struggle in areas and we can confess it to God. Like, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing. And God, I need you to know that this is where I'm at. Please forgive me and I don't want to do it anymore. God, would you, would you help me? And you're battling. See, battling is good because when you, when you battle, you're cleaning your house. That's what you're doing. You're saying, God, I'm dealing with it. I don't want to deal with it. God, would you help me? Would you give me strength? Would you? You're battling, right? That, that, that's a wonderful thing, right? You're, you're fighting against the enemy. You know that he wants to keep coming, and he wants to keep coming, and he wants to keep coming in your life. He's trying to tempt you again, trying to put it there, trying to cause those feelings and those motions, bring up those old memories. He's trying to do that thing, and, and, and you know, but you're battling, right? That's cleaning your house, but that's different, from knowing Christ, but not being completely faithful. Because listen, when you're not being completely faithful, you know, because what's happening is this, is this, you're letting something in your life that shouldn't be in your house. And you just become comfortable with the minimum. And that, that's it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just letting this in, 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 in my life, and it's okay, and it's, listen, it's okay. Listen, some of you know that I've been a college professor for, you know, the last maybe eight, eight to ten years. And I say that because it's, there's been times where I've taken little breaks, and actually right now I'm on a little break. But it, it never seems to amaze me, or actually it always, it always does, it always shocks me, is on the first day of class, and I'm going over the syllabus, and... You know, and we, we're, we're going, we're getting into it. This is what the class is going to be about. These are all the requirements. These are all the assignments. These are the projects. These are the papers. These are the things that the students are going to have to go through. And, and, and so we finish that. Someone raises their hand and says, so, Professor, um, so I know we just went over the syllabus. Um, hmm. So what's the minimum I got to do to pass this class? And I'm like, wait, did I just hear what I thought I just heard? Like, did you just, did I, did, did anybody else catch, what's going on here? And I'm wondering, why would you set the bar so low? Do you know what you're missing out on? Do you know what's promised to you by God Almighty? And you're just going to miss out on that. That that's, you're just okay with just the, the, the minimum. And Jesus says in verse 15, 
If you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. Well, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And he's like, but why don't you keep my commands? I mean, try, right? Try and battle. Go to war against the enemy in your life. I mean, try and battle him. Do something about it. Don't just be okay with it. Well, technically, I'm in the middle. I'm good to go. You know, God knows that I'm dealing with this thing, but I'm right with him in all these other areas. But try and battle. God, I'm dealing with this thing. I don't like it. God, I want to be right with you. God, help me. I'm trying to clean my house. I'm trying to get my house in order. And Jesus says in verse 21, whoever has my commands right, has the things that you know you're supposed to do, the right thing to do, what God asks of us and keeps them, is the one who loves me. That's the one who loves He identifies those who love him as the one who has his commands and keeps them. And then he says, the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. See, cleaning your house means recognizing what shouldn't be there. Okay, listen, ooh, yep, that don't belong. It, ju it just doesn't belong. And choosing to remove it, why? Because you love God. God, I love you. I know that don't belong. I know that I don't love it more than you. I love you more than it, so something's got to go. I got to remove it. I gotta rem I love you more than I love it. And maybe that's the the lies and the white lies. Right? And and we just get caught up in lying, guys. And 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 I don't know why. Why 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 this lie? What does it do for you? The lie. What what is it what does it do? You know, I, 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 need to, I, need to, I need to take this, the white lie that then begins to build a habit and just gets me in trouble, and it just, it just builds. I, 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 need to, I, I, need to, I need to throw it out. The pride gushing out of our ears, our eyes, our face. It's just coming out of every area of our life. We're so prideful, we can't seem to humble ourselves before the Lord. We can't seem to humble ourselves. We just have to be right and we have to be on top and we have to be successful and we have to be all these things and we won't humble ourselves before the Lord. And you throw it out. And, and, and the wrong pleasures. These, 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 these wrong pleasures. And, and, and guys, there's good pleasures. There are good pleasures in this life, but there's also wrong ones. And they don't allow room for the Holy Spirit to come in your life. And there's some that are in secret, and there's some that are public. Everybody knows I do that. They don't make it right. And then there's the stuff that's in secret, right? Nobody knows, but I'm just going to keep that on the low. They don't have to know about that. Clean out your house. And then disobedience. And you know what you should be doing, but you just, you want to be defiant. 
You want to do what you want to do because that's what you, you're just going to do what you want to do because that's how you do things. Clean out your house. Where's Pastor Rodrigo? Sometimes you need to put out the caution sign. And you need to start cleaning and get it out and get it out. I recognize what don't belong. I love you more than I love that. And so I got to clean. I got to get it out. I got to remove it. I got to sweep it. I got to mop it. My life right now, hey, I got to let you know I'm doing some things differently right now. I'm decluttering, right? I'm, I'm, I'm changing things up. I'm making room for what should be in my life. I got to do it differently. I got to change it up. What, what's been happening has done no good to me. So I got to clean it up. I got to clean it up. What's in your house but shouldn't be there? What's in your house but should not be there? Here's what I want to tell you. Cleaning your house begins with bringing to God what does not belong there. So you bring it to the Lord. This, this is what you do. Cleaning your house begins with bringing to God what doesn't belong there. God, whoo, I got to shine a light on it, God, because look, I don't want it anymore. You know, the messiest room in my house is by far my son's room. By far. I don't know if you raised a son or a young man. Listen, I, by far the messiest room in my house is my son's. I don't know why, but it just is. On any given week, I could walk into his room, and it could be mostly clean. Mostly clean. But it never fails. I could always find something that don't belong there. All the time. And it always makes me scratch my head. It really does, because listen, I can understand how you could be messy with your own stuff. But how you got, how is your room messy with other people's stuff? How is that possible to have somebody else's mess and in your life be filled up with it? And I want to hit this for a moment. Sometimes our house gets all messed up because of the company we keep. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15.33, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. All the best intentions in the world, but who are you rolling with? Who are you hanging out with? Who are you spending time with? Not me, pastor. That don't happen to me. Man, oh man. I hear you, right? I hear you. I don't get influenced. I influence. And I know that sounds cool, but the Bible don't lie about this. Your house could be messy with everything that you allow to come into it and company. And, and when I talk about company, I'm not just talking about physical people. See, company in your house could also be media. It, it, it can be music and the authors and the writers and the singers of the music. 
and the actors and, and, and those shows and those things that you're just filling yourself up with. Oh, I just watched that for entertainment. No, you're filling yourself up. You're filling your house with stuff that's no good for you. And it's just coming in and it's coming in and it's coming in. I wonder how much Bible you're reading. Oh, okay, you read one little verse. Oh, but you're, you're feeding all of this and it's just coming all in. It's, it's all over your life. What your eyes see and your ears hear has everything to do with the company that you keep. That's part of the company. That's part of what our house is all messed up because of what we let in. So what do we do? We bring to God what does not belong in our house. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us, clean, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful to do this. God is faithful to do his part, but you gotta, you, you gotta pick up the broom and 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 clean. You, you gotta say, God, I recognize what's there. I, I, I don't want it. And you gotta bring it to him. God will be faithful to do his parts. People are like, oh my goodness, all of a sudden, whoo, I feel different. And I guarantee you, you will. Because of all the stuff you've been putting in is not there anymore. God is faithful to do his part. And so we keep fighting. We keep battling. And God's like, listen, you brought it to me. I'm proud of you. You're forgiven. I know it's a battle, and I know, I know, it's, a, I, I know it's been a battle, and I know it is a battle. But you brought it to me. Keep going. Keep fighting. Keep battling. And Jesus says in verse 23, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. It says, we will come to them, right? It doesn't say, oh, we're going to run to him in this sense, because he's talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? So I, he says, we will come to them and will make our home with them, in this indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But it begins with obedience. See, if you want what God has for you, it begins with obedience, Again, battle. And I know it's tough because the flesh wants to pull you in this direction and pull you in that direction, and you're like, oh, I just want to do it. I, I just want to see it. I just want to listen to it. It makes me feel, I, I just, I just want to have it. I just want to drink it. I just want to smoke it. I just want to do those things. No. Battle it. Battle the desires of the flesh. Fight. Because obedience says, I love you. Obedience says, I trust you. Recognize what doesn't belong and choose to do the right thing. It's in that that you make room for the Holy Spirit in your life. This is God's plan for every believer. Every single one of us was designed to come and have God live inside of us. And verse 17 says this. The world cannot accept him, talking about the Holy Spirit, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be, future tense, will be in you. And it's wonderful to have God in our gatherings and to feel his presence. You step in here and, man, our church leaders have been fasting, praying. Tuesday nights are such a setup for Sunday mornings. It's powerful, powerful moments. 
there's more available to us. And the reason why people don't experience this is because they don't make room for him. And the reason why they don't make room for him is because it means evaluating and choosing to do things differently. And so if you've never experienced this before, God has something more for you. It's yours. By promise of God Almighty, it is yours. But you got to do your part. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge for us. Would you identify an area of your life that you need to begin to battle? What's that area of your life? Identify that area that you know the flesh keeps drawing you back to, but you need to fight it. What's that area? Secondly, choose to clean your house and make room for the Holy Spirit. You can identify the area, but then you got to do something about it. And this morning, I, I, I want to take just time to worship the Lord, to pray, to seek, to seek Him. As we do that, I, I challenge every single one of us. I want you to come to this altar this morning. Come up here towards the front. If maybe there's something you're able to identify that you need to battle or you currently are battling and you just need to bring it to the Lord. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to come forward with a sign. I, I, I just You come and watch God move in your life as you trust Him. And our leaders, our pastors, our team will come beside you and come and agree that whatever that battle of the flesh, whatever that area of your life that you're struggling with, that's happening, and if you're breathing, right, everybody's got some type of battle. But let's see chains broken. Let's see curses canceled. Let, let, let's see houses become clean. Let's see there be room for the Holy Spirit to come and live on the inside. We are called to be people of the Spirit. His Holy Spirit is alive and is real and is available to each and every one of us. So let me pray for you and then I invite you to come forward. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you're doing in, in our church and us as individuals, as families, as homes, Lord, we need you. God, my brothers and sisters here this morning and hearing your word, I pray, God, that we would all be challenged, we'd all accept the challenge, Lord, to allow you to work in our lives, God, and we wouldn't just be okay with what we've been dealing with, but we would choose to battle it. God, choose to seek you, to worship through it, to find a new peace, to find a new comfort, to find new healing, to find, to find you. And may you be more than enough. So, Father, we see that area. We know that area. God, that area, Lord, that our flesh has been dealing with. And we want to bring it to you. So, Father, bless. God, as we get...